Welcome back to Grace Point Go, Grace Point's podcast where you can listen to conversations and interviews and devotionals all on the go. Well, today's episode is a continuation of a series we've done in the past called Ask the Pastor, which is a series that addresses common questions that people have about God and church and theology. And this is one that we're starting up again and addressing some new questions that we haven't answered before. Um, today, Steve sits down to talk about how we can grow in self-control and how we can view self-control through a biblical perspective. Uh, we appreciate you listening today. We hope that you enjoy. Hey, welcome to this week's uh, Grace Point Go podcast. Uh, we're doing some occasional times where we're doing an Ask the Pastor question and other times with specific topics. I get to talk a little bit about self-control today. Maybe not always our favorite topic to uh, talk about, but you know, I, I want to try to see if I can change our perspective on that a little bit because uh, I do think we get some negative perceptions of it that maybe are not valid, and and I want to empower us a little bit more uh, in thinking about it. And you know, I, it, maybe it doesn't help my cause any that I want to couple that word self control with uh, the word discipline, another word that we kind of know it's kind of like eating your spinach. You know it's good for you, but you're not always excited about it depending on what form it comes in. But uh, what I'd like to do is is just see if I can reset our perspective on that a little bit. Um, and first, let's start with maybe a, a kind of a definition of what discipline or self-control is. Uh, maybe something new for you. And I think I got this maybe even from Craig Grishel or or someone like that. But it's choosing what you want most over what you want now. Let me say that again. Choosing what you want most over what you want now. Think about it for a second. Most of us don't want to be 50 pounds heavier five months from now. Most of us don't want to have our credit cards maxed out four months from now. Uh, Most of us... uh, uh, don't want to be failing in our jobs four months from now. You know, we want, when we think about our lives, we, there's things we want that are out there that are improvements in our lives that create good things in our lives, that create good things for others in our lives. We, when we really think about it, what we want most is much more important than what we want right now. The problem is we get so easily sucked into the immediate, the the desires of right now, and it's not that not like desires are all bad, but that but that desires tend to not determine who we become or what we become. Disciplines and self control really is what helps move us towards what we want most or what we want to become. Uh, hoping that we're hoping hoping isn't the best formula for a better life. It might help us think about something out there, but it's really habits that honor God that will help us in having a better life. Well, let's, why do we fail at discipline and self-control? And we're, you know what, we're a couple months into the year here, almost done with February, and I'm sure a number of us have had things that we've wanted to accomplish or things we've wanted to stay away from that have already gone by the wayside. And why is that? Why do we struggle so much with self-control and discipline and, and, and therefore not getting what we want most and instead settling for what we want right now? 
Um, well, I think one of the, the, there's a few words I want us to try to get away from when it relates to this uh, that I think cause some of that failure. One is the word willpower, and then a kind of a follow-up from that is the word trying or trying harder. So willpower, I think, it becomes a challenge for us. It, it just ultimately doesn't work because it's about me and it's a reliance on me um, which doesn't necessarily sound bad on the surface but if you think about it I mean I think about you know occasionally I, you know working in the church setting you have people who will lay a box of donuts on the table there it's a it's and it's you know I love donuts so it's a wonderful gift on one hand but when I'm at a time when I'm trying to improve my eating habits it's not the best thing for me to have a don uh, you know donuts um so if you think about it i will often got to walk past the box and kind of glibly like yeah see i don't need those although i will notice that chocolate one with the sprinkles on it and i realize hey that's good but look at me i'm staying away from it uh and then I'll find myself walking past again, maybe just a little closer, maybe eyeing them a little bit more, but still just kind of staying away from them. And then I walk past them again. And I think, well, maybe I'll just take a little sniff, take a little closer look at what's there. And then the next time I walk past them, maybe I'll take a half of one. <laughs> because, hey, that's better than a whole one. But then 30 minutes later, hey, who wants that other half? So I just take that one. And then I'm kind of proud that, hey, I waited at least. I said no several times, but ultimately I still gave into it. Uh, and, and why is that? It's because willpower fades. Willpower wanes on us. And other thing is that, that willpower is where the enemy attacks us, whether it's Simone's self-messages or really the enemy. Satan loves to send the message, hey, it's no big deal. You know, it, it, it one thing isn't going to hurt you. There, this is no problem. It, you know, just kind of gives us that sense that it's there's no problem here. That it's not a big deal, and so we just give in. Well, then of course we have the consequences of feeling like we failed, of or the consequences of adding weight or more money on our credit cards or whatever it might be. Uh, and then guess what Satan does. Then the enemy sends us the message, see, look at you, you're nothing, you, you, you fail all the time, you, you're a bad person. And he gets us in this cycle um, uh, that is really problematic. I mean, in fact, look at the Apostle Paul and his wrestling with this very same thing. In, in Romans chapter 7, he says, so I find this law at work when I want to do good, evil is right there with me. There it is. There's the enemy. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law, but I see another law at work in the members of my body, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within my members. There's that cycle of failure and willpower. And even the Apostle Paul, who wrote a whole third of the New Testament, you see in him this same self-control struggle. And he even, uh, he, it, to the point where it leads him to say uh, in chapter 7, verse 24 of Romans, what a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? Wow. 
where does this willpower thing start? Where does the failure start? It starts with an identity problem. Paul is saying, what a wretched man I am. And isn't that what happens when we get into this cycle of failure? Is all of a sudden we begin to say, yeah, I, I'm not going to be able to accomplish it. Man, I'm just a bad person. I'm not near as good as that person over there. And we get this identity issue that goes on that Satan loves to have us sit in. Um, and, and, and that leads to the, uh, more of this cycle. And if you think about it, we say, oh, I'm so bad uh, because I can't make this happen. Uh, and so that, that leads me that when I, tr when, I, when I am wanting to make progress, I f willpower fades even more. And then it leads to failure. Then it leads to more guilt and shame. So I think, oh, I got to try even harder. And then the whole cycle starts all over again uh, to the point where we even stop believing that anything can really change for us. So what happens with the Apostle Paul? Right in the very next verse, he remembers the right perspective to have. In chapter 7, verse 25 of Romans, he says, But thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself and my mind am a slave to God's law. All of a sudden, Paul remembers that he was captured by Christ. He was knocked off that horse. And Jesus said, you are mine. You belong to me. Now let's start working towards what is best, what you want most, not what you want right now. And so what Paul recognizes is that what's needed is an identity change and changes the perspective on that. He begins to recognize that I belong to Jesus. And that if, if I belong to Jesus, that means Jesus is in me. Scripture over and over again talks about Christ in us when we belong to him. So you're no longer... Uh, defined by what you did. You're no longer defined by, who, by what others say you are. You're no longer defined by that voice of discouragement that says you can't do this. Instead, you are who God says you are. I belong to Jesus, so I am defined by what God says I am and how he sees me. Uh, when you know who you are, guess what? You begin to know better what to do. You begin to see more of what's what you want most rather than just settling for what you want right now. It's the Spirit of God that gives us strength to choose what we want most versus what we want now. Well, how does that work? You know, if you look at Galatians uh, five, chapter 5, and, and this, is the, this is the very text that talks about the fruit of the Spirit, of which one of those is self-control. And the Apostle Paul says in 5.16, So I say, live by the Spirit. Maybe a better translation is even walk by the Spirit. That's what the uh, NASB and the ESV say is walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. Did you hear that? If we walk by the Spirit, we don't live for the now and for what gratifies us right now. Instead, it empowers us to live for what we want most. Uh, and if you think of that language of walking by the Spirit, Walking involves taking steps. So when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I say to myself is I belong to Christ. 
Now, Spirit, help me in making good decisions. Help me in making decisions that get me to what I want most rather than gratifying what I want right now. Uh, so taking steps and, 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 and I take one step and, and I'm listening for the Spirit and I take another step and I, and I listen and trust that God wants to be at work in me and the Spirit is empowering me and I take steps based on that, not based on my willpower. Um, and, and in that language of walking by the Spirit, it is walking. It's not running. That means it could be a long haul. It, it means we will still fail. It means it, there's still practicing that has to be done. It means I, I, I still have to learn how to keep listening for the Spirit. So it may not be something immediate, uh, but I'm working towards a new, renewed identity and a renewed perspective and that changes the whole cycle it's no longer a cycle of shame it's a cycle of drawing closer to God and depending on the spirit when I belong to Christ I depend on the spirit and that helps build my faith a little bit which then empowers my actions which then draws me even closer to God because I sense he's at work in me and I, I I'm able to make better decisions and then I depend on the spirit even more, which builds my faith even more and then empowers even better actions and draws me again closer to God. And it's just a whole new cycle. And will we fail in that? Sure, we will. But then I come right back to, I belong to Christ. Be at work in me, Holy Spirit. Help guide my decisions and my choices. And it goes from a shame driven cycle to a spirit driven cycle i belong to jesus i'm a godly person uh, i'm a person who's forgiven i'm a person who gets second chances i'm a person who gets to rely on the spirit those are the new messages not i'm a bad person look what a failure i am all of a sudden the the enemy's messages get nudged out and I get God's messages on who I am. So that's that's relying not on willpower, but on spirit power under an identity in Christ. So let me finish with just that language of, of getting away from the language of trying. Uh, in 1 Corinthians, this will be our last text for this podcast. 1 Corinthians, Paul says, do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get that prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last. Do you hear that language of getting the most, uh, getting that crown, pursuing that prize? But we do it for the crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like a man running aimlessly. That's the willpower. That's just trying, just doing anything we can to feel something or to make something happen. Uh, instead, Paul says, I do not fight like a man beating the air. No, I beat my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Instead, I get to keep pursuing what I want most so we need to get away from the language that whole well that whole uh, uh, language of trying 
that willpower language and, and go instead to the language of training. One of the things that the Spirit of God will lead us into is times of training. In uh, times where it might be hard, times where it, He might call upon us to make a difficult decision. Uh, there may be difficulty in suffering or whatever it might be, but, 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 but we're doing that all under the identity of I belong to Jesus and the Spirit's going to be with me and walk with me. And if he calls me to something hard, I'm going to be able to do that, not because I'm trying, but because I'm going through strict training. Training involves strategy. It involves fighting the fight. It, it involves a mindset that says, i doing anything I can for that prize out there. Uh, and of course, our ultimate prize is eternal life and victory in Jesus. But he wants us to have victories now, victories in our finances, victories in our relationships, victories in our jobs and in our careers and in our purposes and in, our, in the ways we serve. He wants us to have what's, uh, what we most want his kingdom purposes versus what Satan sometimes cons us into, and that's the immediate desires of right now. So, uh, hey, let's let's rethink how the whole idea of self-control and discipline uh, under the guise of understanding it's we belong to Christ, we're empowered by His Spirit, and the Spirit moves us and helps us to make good decisions. Let's get away from willpower and trying, okay? Sounds great. Hey, you have a great week. We'll be back with you for our next podcast. Take care.